Do 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 do. Hello, welcome. <laughs> I sound like Mark Zuckerberg. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host Jackson. We have episode number twenty-one here. I'm here with my co-host Sean O'Grady. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Many listeners. Yeah, a lot of gentlemen, but we're looking. Gentlemen. We're looking to change that. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. We're all about gender of equality course. here. Well, Sean O'Grady, today. <laughs> yeah, don't don't use my last name. It's weird. All right, Sean. So today, um, you know, the match part two happened, and uh, I think you came over. We watched it together. I think you came over on like the fourth hole, fifth hole. I think it was the fourth hole. I watched the first and part of the second at home, and then drove here. Yeah. So but we watched un- it though. Yeah, we did watch. We did watch basically the full thing. The whole thing. All right. So, just overall reaction from you, like couple words to sum it up. All right. So, basically. I view myself as a common golfer because I hate watching Friday and Saturday of golf tournaments. I never looked at the clock today and was like, this is taking way too long. They need to f- speed it up. Only because of daylight. That was yeah. the only reason was daylight. I had so much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I consider myself a very different golf fan from you. I yeah. am much more a member of the woke golf community, yep. as it is called. Um, but I would say that was my favorite thing, like favorite golf event to ever view on TV. Yeah. Well, like the masters are cool cause they're well, the stakes, but I think that was the best produced thing I've ever oh, seen on TV. Oh yeah. That, the production was great. I was going to say the best golf tournament I've ever watched was Tiger Woods winning the masters last year. Yeah. But, okay. Well that's the most, yeah, that's yeah. the most like thrilling thing. But if golf were like this, like the way they presented it, if that were the way golf was every week, yep. I would watch every single fucking week. So they had... Who who are our hosts? Trevor Immelman, yeah, Charles Tre- Barkley, uh, yeah, Amanda Balionis, yeah. Justin Thomas, and um, what's the the other guy's first name? Anderson, uh, Brian Anderson, something like that. I don't know. I know his voice. I never remember his name. But basically, you have a great mixture of golfers, people who have never commentated golf ever. Justin Thomas, we'll talk about in a little bit because he was phenomenal, but. I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. Um, I love Jim Nance. I, I love golf announcers, but, you know, I like this over Sir McFeldo. Yeah. See, so I was concerned. Like, my biggest concern going into the match was, first of all, I just thought it would be boring because I didn't think Brady and Manning would really show any personality. Yep. And then I thought that Charles Barkley would be an issue. But now I have to say Charles Barkley was kind of hilarious. He's awesome. Like he's he's awesome in basketball. Yeah, he's great in basketball. I just th- I just thought given his limited golf knowledge, it would be a pain. Yeah. But it was actually kind of funny, just because like there was one of the first few holes. It might have been the second hole. It was like a 500 yard par four, just super wet, and he's just like 500 yards. Uh, Wet conditions. This is a long hole for them, right? And the other announcer's just like, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> and I was just like, that is so fucking funny for, like, no reason. Um, but I think the best thing about this broadcast was, like, yeah, they had a great team of, like, commentators. and um, But the thing that really set it apart from last week's driving relief was that you could actually hear what the players were saying. That's awesome. Like, last week, I felt like they kept trying to talk over the players. Yeah, Or they'd cut back into the players where they're, like, already midway through a conversation, and you're just like, what are they even talking about? Like, you get an awkward giggle from Matthew Wolf. (laughs) Um, But this week, like, there were so many instances where you just heard Phil, like, telling Tom Brady what to be doing. Yep. And unfortunately, Tom Brady can't execute. Yeah. <laughs> anything phil was very resourceful he especially early on before they were losing and you can tell he started you know the the switch flipped and he was getting a little more you know i don't want to be three down heading into the the back nine but he was very funny as always uh, tom and peyton well tom especially was really funny peyton was was good enough as well and then tiger you know that was classic tiger's personality kind of like you know like Kind of like the big brother. Like Tiger's, just, at the Tiger's like kind of quiet most of the time, and then he'll just throw in like the witty, like one yeah, or two witty, liner. Yeah, the one liners. And I don't, a lot of the time, like, at okay, at first at least, because Tom was playing like shit. Um, <laughs> at first, he was just a 
pain to watch. Like it yeah. was just upsetting to he was, watch. He was and, like just mentally everywhere. And too. just he was not fun to listen to because he was barely speaking. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he hold out that wedge on seven. Yeah. And just starts getting all cocky. <laughs> like just. Oh, just yeah. was hanging dong on the seventh green. That was beautiful, though. That I love, was... I love that he held a wedge and didn't even win the hole. Though, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he held it from like one thirty to tie. So, I want to know. We've talked about this during the match. I've got two questions. I want to know how many hats Peyton Manning wore. I'm sure that'll be presented very soon. And then I want to know how many balls Tom Brady lost. I think. I think Manning probably went through six hats, which was just ridiculous. Every like, three. It was pretty much every three holes he switched hats. Maybe even seven, because I feel like he probably had a different one on for warm-ups. Yeah, yeah. And Brady... Uh, I, I, It's tough to comment how many balls he lost, because he didn't lose that many on the back nine, but the first few holes, like... First, like, five holes, he went in the water a lot. Yeah, it, it would be... Especially on the front nine, it would be like he would hit a drive... They wouldn't show the shock tracer because it was so bad. And then the next shot, it would cue, and he's on the other fairway. And you're like, what? How yeah. did he get there? Yeah, it, it was so, confusing. <laughs> you never really know, but Peyton Manning's hat changes were a very... I, I don't know if anybody else other than us like noticed that, though. I, no, I, I saw it on Twitter a little bit. That's good. I think the funniest part about Brady, though, when he was losing all those balls... I can't remember if I was with you or not at this time... But so he hit a he hit a ball in a pond and he went and he's just like so where do I drop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the mics were kind of spacing in and out. And um, was it Trevor? Who I don't remember which announcer was kind of guiding him through it. But he, take out the driver, all right? Yeah, no, two clubs. <laughs> put it on the grass, or you know, he's, get closer to the grass. He was just like wandering aimlessly. <laughs> like, what do I do here? <laughs> That kind of, that, like, honestly reminds me of being, like, a freshman in high school, like, during the first few tournaments, hitting it out, and then, like, you're kind of judging to see your playing partners, if they're super strict, or if they're going to be a little more lenient, or just take a drop. Dude, know? it's, that's just so different from, like, college golf, like, I played, I played D3 golf for our listeners who don't know, and that is so different, because, like, in high school, you get those hardos, like, who are, like, no, like, they follow the rules religiously. A, a lot. A lot. And, yeah, in college, like, at least where I played, I'd be paired up with people, and I'd be like, hey, do you care where I drop? They're just like, no, dude, like, just drop wherever. I don't give a fuck. You mind if I chug this beer real quick? <laughs> dude, the, I played with kids drinking on the course all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. It it was ridiculous. Like kids would just booze in the vans and it was D three golf is quite an experience. We'll have to talk about D three golf soon. I mean, it, it's easy to tell stories like that and people don't think it's serious, but then they're also like, obviously the top players take it very seriously. It's yeah. just like you get stuck with some kids who don't really want to be there. Sometimes it's hysterical. <laughs> um, but back to the match a little bit. I mean, obviously, we've kind of touched on Brady's struggles. Uh, it was just horrendous for a bit. Yeah. Um, it was I, horrible. So I thought the funniest thing was that right before the round started, uh, they talked about how Phil described Brady as a great putter, said he putted like a scratch. Yeah. His putting was fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't... Mean... I don't think he got a putt to the hole, like, all day. And then, actually, one of the last few holes, he just rammed one by. It was amazing. I have... So, you know, we played four years of high school golf together. We did. You know, I'm not a great golfer, but I'm not bad. I'm above average, statistically. And I feel like I am a better putter than Tom Brady, and I am not a good putter. I always thought what you. you I thought you were the. I thought putting was the best part of your game. Well, well that you're, was you're that a was terrible ball that striker. Was early on, <laughs> I'm a horrible ball striker. <laughs> so what are you saying? You do well. I'm saying I get up and down good enough. I think my chipping was the best part of my. Like this is like okay, three so years ago. Short anyway, this is three years ago. But yeah, I Tom's putting was not good. No. Peyton surprised me a lot. Peyton made a few putts. He also kind of yipped that one on. Uh... He had a lot was that of pickups. Sixteen or seventeen that he he missed oh, the. Uh, uh, he hit it over. No, no, that was seven, seventeen. They had a pretty short putt, I think. To um, it would have been to win the hole. Oh, the par three. 
Where he hit it the closest? No. The, oh. the next hole. Remember, Tiger hit it uh, to a couple feet. I don't I don't remember exactly. I don't remember the hole very well, but Peyton had like a three-footer to have the hole and just kind of yipped it. Yeah, he's... What were they saying his handicap was? He's like a three index. I think he says he's like a... He says he's a three index at elevation because he plays in Colorado. Yeah. But I, like a four in Florida. You know, he's a good golfer compared... And then you have to factor in, like I know that they're both professional. They used to be pro gol- or not golfers. They used to be pro quarterbacks, you know, and they've been to the Super Bowl. But golf is a whole nother mental game. Yeah. So I don't. I I, I feel like it was very easy to kind of tell that Tom when he was struggling early on. He really needed that because Tom the whole day didn't play great, and then that chip kind of. Stopped the memes. Everybody was going at Tom Brady. Including you. I was going at Tom Brady. I, I remember I posted a Tom Brady meme, and then he hold that out like a minute later. I just delete it. But yeah. Peyton, he had a great birdie. He had some he had some good enough tee shots, but I don't know if it was the nerves or if... Because the conditions as well. He didn't look like a three to me. I think on that golf course... He looked like a pretty like I think he, I think on that golf course the way he played it was fair to say he was a three. Wow. I I mean he didn't play that badly. He started I mean he snap hooked his tee shot on one. Like he, there were a few rough shots, but overall I'd say just given the conditions, the course, and like just the circumstances of the match, I'd say he he he's about a three. I think that's accurate. What is the average score for a three handicap? Um, so theoretically, if if we're talking three index, so I would say the average score is high-ish 70s, like 77, oh, 78. okay, okay. Well, because, okay. so general rule for handicaps is, like, a lot, a lot of the way that people think about it is it's like par plus your handicap. You're not supposed to ever shoot below that. Like, basically, yeah. most people don't shoot below their handicap just because that number is created based off your top 10 rounds. Pretty sure they changed it, so I haven't really kept up with that. But, um, I mean, I'd say he probably shoots mid-high 70s pretty often. Mm. Also, can we talk about, did Brady pull out driver once? I don't think so. I didn't see the first two holes, though. Did he, he whip out he, one? No, he hit one? driving iron on one, which was weird because Peyton hit, Peyton hit driver. I think Phil hit driver, and Tiger hit like three wood. Okay. And then you have Brady pulling out driving iron like he's some kind of big dog. Yeah, I I don't I don't think he did. I, yeah, I don't think so. Just a weird move. Like, does he have just total driver yips? I, you know, that's the whole thing when you talk like eight handicaps. First off, I'm sure it was a little lenient. I I think he's more of a ten. Yeah. But the conditions and all that. Um, yeah, but I mean, off that's the tee, unless he had like a iron in his hand, I, I, it sucks he didn't whip out driver. But when he whipped out the three wood, and most drives were not in the fairway until the back nine. I, like he, he, he still was, didn't even hit that many fairways. Yeah, he nine. was all over the place. So I feel like if he whipped out driver, it would have been just even worse somehow. Well, a driver, I don't know. I think, personally, I have an easier time hitting my driver than my three-wood. Oh, yeah. I hate hitting my three-wood. So, like... That's why, I'm, that's why I think he's more of a drive, handicap. Drivers nowadays are just made to be so forgiving. I That's what I'm saying. I think that, like, a good golfer would rather hit a driver over a three-wood, and I think he is just a little, you know, worse than he is than than he they said he was and there's nothing wrong with that but i i don't just the way he plays golf is goofy like he didn't he didn't hit driver and he like insisted on putting everything off the green yeah he never hit a damn chip so that that's what i'm saying he is like your common good enough golfer like you know say i go play golf with my uncle tomorrow you know he I, this is so hypothetical, but like if you play golf with you know an older person, I, for whatever reason, that three wood is just better than their driver, and it makes no sense. But other than them, it's like the magic three wood. Oh, if I hit out the driver, it's going way right. 
that's just like the way it is. I don't even know why, but I just remember from playing golf for some reason. To some of the older golfers, the three wood is just easier. I don't know why. I love hitting driver. I love hitting bombs, just like Phil Mickelson mentioned at least <laughs> seven times. I don't think it was quite seven, but let's let's say four. Yeah, I mean, back to Brady a little bit. I do. I just I want to cut him a little slack, just oh, because that's, sure. that's a very tough environment. Yeah, and it could have just been a bad day. So when you kind of combine those things, like there's a decent chance that most other weeks he's a pretty decent golfer yeah it's i'm just, sure he's that was a tough environment like if you start playing badly i like if i if i'd gone in the water on the first few holes and i'm on national television millions of people watch watching yeah i'd be fucking furious and you could tell he, he was pretty furious most of the round yeah. other than after the chip the chip in or the, yeah um the hole out but i think i don't know i agree i feel like if tom brady were to golf tomorrow on a normal nice course um, that, you know, I feel like he'd shoot, like, you know, I can see him getting mid-70s sometimes, but I see him as a consistent high-70 golfer. Yeah, I, I I think he's probably a high-70s, low-80s yeah. kind of guy. I, I mean, it all depends on the course as well. I can't believe we totally forgot to mention this up until this point in the pod, but can we talk about the fact that Tom Brady ripped his pants oh, yeah. <laughs> on the seventh hole? So, if you didn't watch the match, Tom Brady on seven just completely he'd been shit in the bed yeah and i mean that's fair to say all the way to the right and then he had to like chip out yeah he hadn't started the whole well just as we talked about earlier holes out a wedge from like 130 to tie the like to for birdie to tie this hole yeah and like his his mic flew off of his body yep. when he hold the wedge he, <laughs> it was right after charles barkley had just been chirping the hell out of him <laughs> i don't remember exactly what Charles said, but it was just ruthless. Oh, he actually he challenged Brady to a match, and he's like, "How many shots do you want?" Oh my god, that's awesome! Just a ruthless comment from that's... Barkley. Brady was just visibly upset. Yeah, because that was like kind of right after Brooks is. If you hit a what was it? If you make par, I'll yeah, give you Brooks. <laughs> Brooks had made that bet on. I believe Brooks said it on five. Like if you make a par, oh my god, on the bro. front nine, I'll donate a hundred thousand dollars. Disrespect. <laughs> and you could already tell that Brady was a little pissed about that. Then Chuck is just roasting him. Like oh people, my god. he's having a bad day, and people are just piling on. And the the conditions are horrible. Yeah, that oh. is pretty horrible. Even when it wasn't raining, the like the course was just changing so much. Yeah, I mean it's a tough course. Like, he, but I, so so Brady holds this wedge. Like, it was a pretty beautiful shot. It was, and then as beautiful. he's like reaching down for his ball, his pants just ripped right down the crack. Like the SpongeBob episode. Yeah, it was it, right there. He Did he change his pants. pants or he tossed the rain pants on? Oh, that's why he put the rain pants. Yeah, because he ripped his pants. He actually admitted it after it had gone pretty viral on Twitter, which was hysterical. Oh my god, bro! He ripped his pants. Oh. Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet pretty soon after that. Like, dude, what's worse for Under Armour, Brady ripping his pants or Jordan Spieth's career? Um, oh no. <laughs> And I was just like, damn, how dare you do both of them dirty like Jordan that. Jordan Spieth's going to have a bounce back year. You guys watch. I'm a huge Spieth fan. You guys watch. He's going to be back. Yeah. Um, That's tough. So, oh. kind of moving on from Brady, because I feel like we've talked about him for a while. Let's let's talk about JT. Oh. <laughs> what, what were your impressions of JT out there? Well, as we all know, JT is very entertaining from the spring break trips. Anytime he's, you know, in an interview or, you know, a commercial, he's entertaining. He's young. Everyone loves him. My my old grandma loves him. My go, my grandma knows who Justin Thomas is. So that speaks enough about for who Justin Thomas is as a person. And then you mic him up and he's throwing one liner, one liner. He's telling Charles Barkley's a fucking fat ass, like he, he didn't say fucking fat ass. He just he called. Say? He just called him a fat ass. He just called him a fat ass. That's beautiful. Justin Thomas was all of the, all of the announcers did such a good job, and Justin Thomas, whenever he opened his mouth, it was just like wow. He he could have a career in that. I gotta be honest. I've never been. I've always liked Justin Thomas' game, 
Don't and say it. Do not say so it. So I've heard some stories. Oh, my God. I've heard a lot of different stories that he's a huge dick. Oh, my God. He doesn't have a huge dick. He is a huge dick. So In college? I, no, just like now. Like within, <sighs> within the last couple of years. So I'd always heard stories that he was a huge dick. So that kind of always turned me off from really being a big fan of his. But I thought he was very funny today. And like... He would actually be kind of enjoyable to have on a real PGA Tour podcast. Yes. Like, if he ever got injured, it would be kind of hysterical yeah. if he just did that. I feel like this kind of opens up a whole other thing. Like, injured golfers or newly retired. Example, NBA, Dwayne Wade. Paul yeah. Pierce. Kendrick Perkins. When you retire, can you... These guys should just hop right onto, like, at least, like, a part of a broadcast. Yeah, it, it's just kind of different just since the longevity of the career is so much longer in golf. Like, you see a so lot of guys long. go play Champions Tour. Yeah. And I feel like they're – I feel like just some people in golf aren't that entertaining. Oh, majority. <laughs> so – Majority. It's – I mean, it's a more difficult thing. Like, um, JT. But, like, actually, I don't know if you've ever watched the No Laying Up Wild World of Golf series – we're not here to promote no laying up, but because I've not. Um, so they were doing. They just do this like nine hole, hour long YouTube episodes sometimes, where it's just like two men best ball again, like two men two v two best ball. Is it and dumb? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they have some pros. Like once they played Stricker in a two on one scramble, they oh. did it first rather than foreplay. Okay. Um, but one of the episodes they had Julian Surrey, who's a professional golfer, commentating because he was injured, and like it's just so much more That's interesting awesome. yeah. with a professional golfer commentating because yeah. they just like they just understand it so much better. Yeah. Like it, it just I just thought it Justin Thomas was so much more insightful than most other people would have been. Yeah. And honestly, Amanda Balionis really did not do anything. <laughs> well, she had that interview with, was it Tom? Yeah, it yeah, was, it was with Tom. Because I made a bad joke about Tom after that. You had, I didn't really notice her, but I, I love the on-course commentary. The on-course interviews, Like, yeah. you know, even if she's not the most entertaining or the questions aren't the best, like, it's just, it's keep like, these are golfers walking from shot to shot. Boring. Boring. Yeah. No, even if it's Tiger Woods, there's no gallery. There's nothing. They're they're playing for a lot of money, but still, like, you all, you know at the end of the day, it's for a good cause. So, you know, it kept it entertaining enough. And, you know, it, you, not everyone has to be funny necessarily. Like, you know, I, she did a good enough job. I think they all, in general, yeah, did great. I've always I've always just kind of thought that the PGA Tour... Like, I know the Corn Ferry Tour has done it in years past, but I think the PGA Tour needs to mic up more people on a, like, weekly basis. 100%. Because it's just, I mean, just let the players volunteer if they want to do it. Don't You don't have to force players into it. Yeah. But it's just so much more interesting, and it lets you get to, like, actually know these players. Yeah. Especially, like, even with Tiger Woods today. He's usually such a secretive guy. So secretive. Like, nobody really knows Tiger's personality that well. And you just get to hear him, like, kind of crack some jokes today. It's exactly what he's like on, like, commercials or, yeah. like, brief interviews. Like, like he, wait, he... He's so witty. He started chirping Phil about his... Uh, Phil asked him to mark his ball on that one shot. Remember, so F Phil was oh, like, yeah. hitting, like, a... On the one-club-only one challenge, Phil was hitting, yeah. like, a six-iron from the sand, trying yeah. to punch it on the green. Yeah. And... He's like, hey, Tiger, can you go mark your ball? He's like, and Tiger was kind of annoyed at the question. He's just like, do you want me to mark it with one of my U.S. Open medals? <laughs> and then and then he's just like, you know what? If you hit my ball, you can have the hole. <laughs> that that moment was sick. Just, it reminds me of Michael Jordan. That's like a Michael Jordan type thing. Honestly, there are so many similarities between Jordan and Tiger. They're just it's, like oh, freaky man. competitive. And yeah. I feel like previously too many people have like seen them as very serious very intimidating characters There's a stigma but i think when you when you saw jordan in the last dance like yeah i didn't think he came across that bad i thought he, Nothing, he i thought he came across kind of funny he's funny like yeah he he wants to win and he'll push you he'll push his teammates to win 
but he he used to crack jokes. He'd be yeah. like, "I'm gonna beat your ass," like jokingly. Yeah. And I think Tiger's kind of the same way. Like, yeah, he in competition he can be very serious. Doesn't really let anybody you have in. to be because that's just the way they are. Those two are just competitive freaks. Yeah. But I think in most casual settings, Tiger is a pretty funny guy. Yeah. I think he's probably a little weird. Because he well, grew he, up, he golfs. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he grew well. He, he just grew up kind of a little sheltered. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing he's a little quirky, but I I feel like he'd still be a hilarious guy to hang around. I'm so quirky. Could you imagine Tiger Woods saying the word quirky when he's if he were talking about himself? Yeah, I'm kind of quirky. <laughs> you sound like a white girl, like, awkwardly trying to hit on a guy. Just like a basic white girl. Oh my god, Phil, I'm so quirky. Sorry. If you, if you hit my ball, you can, you can win the hole. I'm so quirky. I'm sorry. I don't think Tiger would ever say that. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> Phil, you have great calves. <laughs> Those calves were incredible. Yeah, our... Um, our buddy Johnny that we were watching the match with, who was on our last podcast, he was saying that Phil needed to hit leg like, day, hit leg day, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Phil has majestic calves, and if anyone needs to hit leg day, it's Tiger. Yeah, Tiger's out of that group. Like I'm all for PGA Tour players being able to wear shorts, but mm-hmm. Tiger looked weird in shorts. It made me uncomfortable. Well, we didn't see Tom shorts. That's true. I well, could imagine that being a little weird. I mean, he started in pants. But Peyton's calves were low-key, you know, better than I thought. Yeah, Peyton does have nice calves. Makes up for the forehead. I didn't even... Does he have a bad forehead? Oh, he has a massive forehead. He's kind of known for that. He's just got a weird-shaped head. He's got, I, like, a long neck, sort of. I don't know. I loved the way he walked. I wish, like, I yeah, could Yeah, he, he walks with, like, his arms out, like... I wish you guys could see He's, us. like, the guy that's, like, just starting to hit the gym and thinks, <laughs> thinks that his lats are in the way. Like, can't put my arms all the way down, so they just walk like a fucking, like... Uh, oh, my God. They, he has been hitting the gym, it looked like. Yeah, he did. I wonder he did if look, that's his thought. He did look pretty buff. My lats are in my way. Also, are you surprised we didn't get Gronk on the, uh, um, oh. on the air today? I kind of forgot about Gronk. Like, yeah. I was expecting him to make an appearance, and I was just so focused that I totally forgot about him. I think they kind of stayed away from stuff like that. I, um, because who are some of their big names? Because in comparison to the driving relief, it was so different. The guests. They yeah. Had. I mean, today, the driving relief, it was just like, hey, let's talk to Bill Murray, which was, it was weird. <laughs> I don't care if you like Bill Murray. Wait, let's do I a, like Bill Murray, but it was so awkward. Let's do a Bill Murray. Let's do a Oh, you want to do that? Who the do you Bill Murray, be? Mike Tirico? Yeah. Who, who do you want to be? I'll be Mike Tirico. I'll be Bill Murray. All right. All right. Let me fix so, my camera on the side. Now I'm yeah, going to so talk over you a lot. Okay. All right. All right. So, we're gonna, so this we're is my gonna first time on Skype. <laughs> we're we're going to cut to the part Can you hear three, me? Part three. I'll put 25K on this one. <laughs> yeah. Watch them hit their shots in the part three. Bill, just hold on a second. <laughs> and it, oh, that, that was the worst thing Mike, ever. Mike, you want to put 25K on this putt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I guess, yeah, I guess Bill Murray did donate, but like... A lot of the guests, like John Rahm, he was okay, just not really necessary. I can't believe they had Donald Trump. Yeah, oh, I forgot about Trump. That was the most ridiculous fucking thing. Like, I I don't even want to talk about politics. I, It's not important what I think. Yeah. I'm a 21-year-old kid. Nobody cares what I think. Yeah. But just, there's no need. That, that, I just find it really funny, actually, that he was... You know, amid all this, that he's on the the driving relief. Yeah, it's weird because he, <laughs> sh- he, sh- he should be busy. <laughs> and it's weird because he's one of the most polarizing figures ever. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, let's, uh, let's toss him on. <laughs> like, I did see a tweet, like, if the president of the United States says, like, hey, I want to be on the on the air it's tough to say no to you him you can't say no to that so i don't know if that was him it had to have been donald trump i guess i could see him because all he wanted to talk about is how we need sports back yeah so i could see him like thinking that there were going to be a ton of casual fans watching yeah and like he was going to use that to try and like gain that their was, support that was definitely more of the golf fans yeah driving relief was a lot more like we had golf, golf training fans. on twitter today yeah everyone was watching like, this and that's why that's why I think 
the guests made a lot more sense yeah. for this event because you had like JJ Watt, Russell Wilson, yeah, um, a lot of great human beings. Were there great any, was, human beings? Who else was there other than JJ Watt and Russell Wilson? Was there anyone else? Yes. My unsure yes. Okay. <laughs> I had to have been. Well, apparently there was somebody else. Jackson just doesn't remember. I, I'm kind of blanking. But, I mean, those people were there. I'm, actually, Brooks Kapka was on the phone at one yep, point. Yeah, Brooks. That's right. So, like, I mean, Brooks is a little bit of an exception because he's one of the more popular golfers for non-golf fans. But, like, J.J. Yeah. Watt and Russell Wilson, they just kind of further helped attract people to the to watch they were actually like there to donate money. Yeah, and it wasn't just like, yeah, I'm gonna donate some money. It was like, hey, if uh, if everyone hits like or however many people hit the green here, that's how much money I'll donate. Like yeah. that's kind of what Russell Wilson did. And I just thought they were so much more interesting and just it would. There were way fewer kinks with the guests than there were on the driving relief. It. It kind of makes me think that the driving relief, number one, didn't need to happen. It's so tricky, though, because it was all about corona, you yeah. know, and donations. I mean, yeah, it raised a ton of money. It's just... It was just kind of weird. I I love all four golfers that were in it. Yeah. But Matthew Wolf and Ricky, you know, I like the College Connect. It, but the whole thing was just kind of... It felt so forced. Oh, for sure. It, this, was, this flowed, I, you know, I... I seriously, you know, I hate watching, like, the Charles Schwab's about to be up, you know, I'm, I'll am i watch Thursday, I'll watch Sunday, but, like, Friday, I don't really care, you know, I'll probably be at work, you know, but today, I would not want to miss a single minute. If if I recorded that today, I would go watch that in, like, two weeks if I was needing golf. Yeah. Like, that's entertainment. Yeah. Somehow, they're golfing. Yeah, like, the, it's, it's tough to shit on the driving relief, because, like... Great cause. I mean, it, it was yeah. It was, it was obviously it was obviously for a good cause. They threw it together rather quickly. So quickly. And they did have the disadvantage of going before the match 2.0. Yep. But it just was not good. <laughs> like really I, I, I I like everything like all the rationale behind it, but just the execution was bad. It was it was bad. You but know, the mics. The players yeah, they, weren't they did a, well enough. They did a terrible job with the player mics. Like, I don't even know if DJ said more than 10 things. Yeah. And anytime he did say something, he just sounded. And, dumb. you know, another thing, carts made that so much faster. You don't have DJ, DJ walking, you know, 50 feet ahead of everybody else, yeah, 50 well, yards. So, the biggest reason for carts, I actually heard an interview with the um, one of the producers of this match. And he's like, yeah, I know a lot of a lot of like serious golf fans will be annoyed at carts, but the like the whole thing is with that format that they played. Like, so if you're doing alternate shot, it yeah. allows all the players to go see the different like balls, like different angles, rather than having to walk back and forth. It's so much better. Make a decision. Like, they did play kind of slow today, just because there were a lot of like conversations and stuff. In the rain and all that. Yeah, but. Like, without carts, that would have just been unbearable. Oh, my God. Without carts, it would have just been so different. Like, this way, if you have no guest or, you know, you're, you know, maybe it's hole five and you're, you know, bored, you have Phil Mickelson mic'd up. You have all four of them mic'd up. I know Tiger wasn't really shown too much driving uh, hole-to-hole, but Phil was a lot, and uh, Tom was a lot, too, shot-to-shot. Yeah. And it was just kind of great because it was like, you know, it's so much better than, like, if if they weren't doing that, it would be, like, kind of like a cutout to, like, Jim Nance and Nick Faldo being, like, you know, it would be, like, a shot of the water. Today, we're welcome to Saturday at the Memorial, you yeah, know, blah, blah, I blah. I mean, the, like, showing all the players in the carts just helped the, helped the production crew, f- like, feel like, I feel usually they have this feeling of we need to fill time. Yeah. Like, they want to just bombard you with entertainment all the time. And today they just kind of let things flow. And, like, it was it was almost just yeah. better staring at somebody riding in a cart because, like, you got to hear some conversations and stuff. I'm, I'm but not... I think you did miss on the first hole. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Um, first so first hole, they try cutting to Tiger's cam in the cart. 
and one of the broadcasters tries asking Tiger a question. Uh oh. Like asked him like four straight questions, and Tiger's just sitting there straight faced. Yeah. And so they had to set him off, kind of. Well, so no, they like it was assumed that his earpiece wasn't working at the time, like oh. that they didn't have it working properly. But I saw a tweet that was like, Tiger definitely heard what the announcer said and just chose to ignore <laughs> it. <laughs> like, just chose to pretend his earpiece wasn't working. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny, dude. I, I, I think um, whenever conversation got stale, too, Justin Thomas would pitch in. And he, you know, Justin could have said anything and it would have been entertainment today. But the one thing I did really like about Justin Thomas, like, yeah, he did, he did fill a lot of blank space. But he was never, like long-winded with what he said like oh he it was, was always short and sweet. he was always like to the point provided good information and just like he he just didn't didn't dilly-dally yeah, it was like that, that was greatly appreciated it was like whenever justin talks you're listening it was like oh let's get ready for this yeah and it, it honestly like you know charles is you know charles but both of them like you know charles just like the way he is as a person if there's any boring part Especially when, you know, you got JT calling him a fat ass. Like, it's so, it's so entertaining. Just both of them as people are just entertaining enough compared to normal golf announcers on, like, a normal golf tournament. Well, I think one of the things that was so entertaining about Charles is obviously he has a great personality, but I think his ignorance was very entertaining. (laughs) Just, like, how little he, like, he knows golf a little bit, but just, like, he doesn't really, this isn't, like typical for him so he's just trying to learn something new and i thought that was funny as hell it was great i mean a whole new different perspectives and different voices and you know he's always kind of been in the golf community as far as like yo let's post him on instagram and just shit on his swing yeah, he gets a lot of lot so, of hate for his swing you know it honestly wasn't that bad it's not that bad we'll get to yeah, that he later. fixed that but it, it's just, you know, the commentate the commentary was so good, you know. But the you know the thing is is like, when will this happen again? I, you know, golf starts June 11th. Are they gonna throw something together? That's not the move. I'll tell you that right now. See, I did see this question posed, like, do you think right now the PGA Tour is excited? Like, hey, that was that was very successful. Or are they like, fuck, we can't, like, replicate that? Yeah, I see. I see. I see what you're saying from, like, a common golfer standpoint. Because, like, everyone knows that the PGA Tour, most weeks, the broadcast fucking blows. Yeah, it's just boring. Like, it's it's borderline unbearable. And this was one of the most electric golf events. How do you bounce back from that? Yeah, it's like, do you do another one of these matches? Like They have 18 more days about. 19, well, 18, 19 more even days. even post start of the PJ Tour, like do you get one going anyways? Maybe on like a well, Monday. It, you know the whole thing is it's like there's nothing else to be doing right now. So like, yeah, but I mean it's is still Tiger hard. gonna play in those. It it well it all depends on the schedules, and a big portion of this was just like raising money for Corona. Yeah, yeah. So like you're still gonna need money in three weeks for the coronavirus that's not going to go away yeah no matter what people think i I, you know that's a good point because the way i I was looking up at it until then was that was awesome and another thing is golf with no fans is gonna be just fine you know it it sucks it's gonna be good enough it's better then you're looking. He's giving me a face right now, guys. Well, because this is better than no golf. Would you rather have no golf on or golf without fans? That's I've always been in support of golf without fans. Okay. Remember we talked about we were talking about the Ryder Cup a few pods ago. Yeah. And you like didn't want to watch. It I don't. Fans. I don't want a Ryder Cup without. I fans. I think it's gonna be Stupid. sick without fans, dude. Let's do a Ryder Cup no fans. Mic all the players. Okay. If they're mic, can is you a imagine? Story. Can you imagine a players mic'd in a Ryder Cup? If that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be fucking livid. Well, if if the Charles Schwab happens, like, I feel like this is an undisputed fact. You have to mic some people up during these golf tournaments. Otherwise, it. Oh man, I. Cause I feel like miking players in recent sporting events, like that's so it's obviously become relatively more popular recently. 
and I feel like that creates the best content. Like, they mic'd up players in the NBA All-Star game yeah, two they're years the ago. Like, yeah, you want to hear it. It's very entertaining. Like, at spring training for the MLB this year, they mic'd up, like, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's hysterical. It's so awesome. I... Like, golf just needs more more players mic'd up just... Like, because even if you take away a couple sound bites, it's good content. Yeah. And then we can get into the whole privacy issue with the PGA Tour after that, but... You know, I, I don't even know. It... We're I, I think I think we're about to see a lot about the PGA Tour right here because you know the PGA Tour takes down every video of ours on Instagram if it's theirs. Yeah, they which it's it's live golf. Of course, it's yours. PGA Tour, you're the only one uploading it. Um, number two, you don't really we don't really know if that's just like. The only way it is to make sense, like, if that brings in all this money that, like, keeps this together, that's a whole other thing. I, I just feel like we're about to see, we're about to understand a lot about the PGA Tour, like, in the next few weeks leading up to the Charles Schwab if, you know, they decide to, basically, upon their actions, because, you know, now that you mention it, I, you know, Jim Nance, Nick Faldo, who... Jim Nance, not a good definition. Uh, Those are example. the only two people you've ever Not a good off. example. Let's go Nick Fault, because Nick's in most of them. So I, I, I stopped keeping track of which channels everybody's on. Nick Faldo and, you know, whoever, they're not going to be anything compared to this. Are they going to be good enough? If they're not good enough, is change going to be made? Yeah. That's the know. whole thing. Is the PGA Tour open to change? That's like what everything has always come down to. Well, I think the PGA Tour needs to be open to change. They have to, but the are one, they? So the one thing I always think about is you mentioned how they take down all of our videos on Instagram if we use any of their content. On any social media. Yeah, and I've always had an issue with that. I don't think – I mean the PGA Tour talks about how they want to grow the game all the time. I don't think that's the way to grow the game. I think the way to grow the game – is to get that content in as many people's faces as possible. If if that's how they actually think they're stupid, like that's it. Well, they say they want to grow the game, then they do shit like that, which is just completely contradictory. That's what I'm saying. Because like stupid. the MLB is the same way. The MLB is very restricted. They're, they're so restrictive they're, as well. They're, yeah, they're very they're restrictive like, with what they allow. They're getting better though. But compare that to the NBA. NBA like, is genius. NBA lets anybody have that fucking content. That's why so many more people recognize so many more NBA stars. Yeah. Like, do you think most people, let's, Chris Bryant, for example, we're Chicago guys. Chris Bryant. Recent MVP, like won the MVP a couple years ago. Do you think many people outside of Chicago would recognize him in public? Even if you're, okay, you have to be an avid baseball fan to know who Chris Bryant is. Like, you have to watch. No, I think a lot of people know who he is. Because like, he's like I think they young the name, and hot, you know. If you're like a, you know, like, young girl. Just or the point girl. is, the point is, the MLB is restrictive with their content. Yeah. Do you think that most people would recognize Chris Bryant in public? You know what? Here, I'm gonna do a test right now. No. Here, here's my comparison: Jamal Murray in the NBA, who is an average, a semi above average young NBA point guard, and Chris Bryant, who has more Instagram followers. Because I mean, Instagram, as much as you know, everyone hates to say it, that it's a huge, it's a huge thing. Do you actually know the answer to this, or did you? Just I'm looking it up right now. Randomly, like, I feel I'm, like that's going to be Chris Bryant because okay. I don't think those two are comparable. No. Okay. Who's a comparable NBA fan? Or well, NBA player. Chris Bryant was a league MVP. Okay. All right. So let's like, do an MVP then. You're right. That's like fucking LeBron James. Russell Westbrook. Is. All right, we'll do Russell Westbrook. All right. And then I think it's Russell Westbrook. All right, so Chris but Bryant. What I'm saying is, no. Back, my point was, if you okay, if you make the comparison, Russell Westbrook and Chris Bryant, both MVPs. Has Russ? Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook is so much more likely to be recognized in public, and the the whole reason we went off on this tangent is because that's the NBA allows people to use their content. Yeah. So people get familiar with the faces behind the NBA. Yeah. The PGA Tour is like the MLB. They don't let anybody use their content. Nobody knows anybody on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Like, I'm a big golf fan, and I don't think if I saw, like, I mean, obviously other than Tiger and Phil, but let's say Charles Howell. 
just because yeah. my brother talks about him okay. all the time. If I saw Charles Howell in public, I would have no idea. Like, like if you're an average fan, or if you're because I would notice I, if, Charles even, Howell. You would notice. He, well, okay. Well, Charles Howell is you know. If you just saw Charles Howell on the street, you're not going to realize. That's well, Charles Howell. well, he's he looks like Matt Dennison, who we both know. No, he doesn't. I I don't know. Like, I he think, looks nothing like. Matt. I think he okay, looks like so, Matt Dennison. Charles Howell is you, tall and think, blonde. I don't think you really know what Charles. All right, Howell I'm gonna looks look like. up a, a picture of Charles Howell, but I understand your point because. So. Are you thinking of Charlie Hoffman? I'm thinking of Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, see, you wouldn't know who Charles Howell is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're exactly right. And to back, okay, looking at Charles Howell, <laughs> yeah, I, I would just not. A, I, yeah, you, you would know, never recognize normal him. Normal looking guy. But okay, so back to my point because we went on a weird ass tangent here. Just yeah. so many people within the PGA Tour are unrecognizable to the general population, Streaming. and so the, the PGA Tour made great strides with this event. Like with this match, it it drew in a lot of the viewers, and I would argue that it's done more to grow the game than anything they've done recently. Yeah, like they spend tons of money on marketing for growing the game, and it's just fucking stupid. Nobody yeah. cares. The only people that see that those advertisements Golf are fans. golfers. Yeah, so that doesn't help. But if they if they want to continue this, they need to make content like this available. Yep. Like they need to let accounts like ours use that content. I, yeah. That puts it like cuz our ba- our fan base for the most part aren't fans that watch the PGA Tour that regularly. Nope. So when we're showing them highlights from the PGA Tour, they they can see some interesting things and think, "Oh, I want to watch that." But just the way the PGA Tour is set up now, that's not a possibility. Yeah. Like example, Brooks Kepka usually has like two tins of dip in his back pocket. Yeah, if you get a video of Brooke, Brooks Kepka just putting a lip in, and put that on Instagram on you know like a meme page, that's good publicity. Well, it's yeah, it could go either way. They're very res- they don't like showing people using tobacco because they think it's a bad look. Like there are a ton of people on tour who smoke cigarettes and they don't like showing them on TV when they are. Because can't you smoke a cigarette on... Yeah, you can yeah. smoke a cigarette, but yeah. the PGA Tour is very careful about showing them on TV when they are smoking a cigarette because yeah. they think it's a bad look. Yeah. So, like, that's just... They're just so protective of everything. They don't want to, like, just let people form their own opinions. Yeah. So I, um... That's I, what... It's kind of why they... Like, all these issues are kind of connected. They don't let people form their own opinions about professional golfers. That's why everyone thinks that... Oh, every professional golfer is boring. Golf's a boring sport. Like, golf just gets a bad reputation because people don't get to be familiar with the personalities. Yeah. Then you get surprised when you see, like, oh, shit, Tiger's actually a funny guy. Like, it makes him so much more relatable. I want to check one thing before I make this comment here because it ties it all together. Like, so, Chris Bryant. Is and yeah, back to Chris. <laughs> Randomly back to Chris welcome Bryant. Hi, everybody. Ever, this welcome is to the Golf Bong's episode from Chicago. This Illinois. is the most Chris Bryant has ever been talked about on the golf. Podcast. Okay, well, here's my point Chris Bryant, young star, one million followers on Instagram. Now, I know you know he only has a million followers. That, okay, exactly. Damian Lillard, eight million. Russell Westbrook, former MVP, 15 million. Now, I get ages are very different, but. Okay, think of golfers Luke, with over Luka, a million. Luca, Luca, Luca Dodkic. That's I, a great comparison. Young, young, up and coming star. Yeah. I mean, Chris Bryant even from has overseas. Chris Bryant even has an MVP. Luca doesn't. He's from overseas. He's got five million followers on Instagram. Who, who's, who's a hot rookie on the PGA Tour right now? A hot or a young, Matthew, young one two. Matthew, Matthew Wolf, Wolf, Victor Hovland. No, Matthew Wolf is a phenomenal example. One hundred eighty-eight thousand. Phenomenal. Matthew example. Wolf is arguably the most popular young golfer, yeah. and he's entertaining. And he's cool. Yeah, he he should he's a cool be, guy. Like he should be a guy that they advertise the shit out. Yes, exactly. He All should those be. Guys. He should be the Luka Doncic of yeah. golf. Yeah. But like you see, Luka making jokes up until last Luka's week. Luka's mic'd up like once a week. Yeah. Up until last week, nobody knew shit about Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf. Maybe you know that he's got that funky swing, but yeah, I but bet you if you nobody ask knows people, anything about his personality, they yeah, think, exactly. Oh, he's probably just a boring guy. I bet you most people don't even know he has a PGA Tour win. 
That's a fact. You're yeah, giving me a not. face. That's a fact. I was thinking about it. That's probably a fact. Probably not. Nobody, nobody knows who any of them Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, it, it's just ridiculous, the PGA Tour. But, I, you know, I, it's so tough because, you know, to the original argument is, like, the MLB is getting better at that and the PGA Tour isn't. And that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I thing. mean, just the overarching theme is the PGA Tour needs to adapt. Like, if they want to continue to thrive, or, well, they're not really thriving now, yeah. but if they want to start thriving again, I feel like they used to thrive yeah. before the social media age, they need to start allowing people to become familiar with the players. And while an event like today was good progress, they need to build upon that. Yeah. So, like, I am very thrilled. Like, I loved today's round, but the PGA Tour needs to continue to implement changes to kind of gain momentum. Because yeah. today alone isn't going to be enough to create golf fans. It's doing all these different things that we mentioned. That's yeah. what's going to grow the game and actually, like, attract people to golf. When we get when we get the viewer numbers, you know, we'll take a look on that whenever, you know, we'll talk about that in a podcast or whatever. Guarantee you it's... I actually, I, okay, I don't know, but I am fairly certain it's going to be, number one, higher than the match one. I bet you it doubled the driving relief, at least doubled. Oh, I sure. bet you this was one of the most watched live sports events in the last blank 15 years. Like, one of it, just because it's only sport. And it, it's so entertaining. It had to be one of the most watched golf events. Golf events in a okay. while. I mean, maybe the master, like maybe final round masters. Oh, for sure, the final close. master masters. Yeah. But if you think about this thing, was just kind of thrown together. Yeah. And obviously there were some flaws, like the audio cut out every now and then. Yep. But it just attracted so many more people than any other fucking tour event. Well, especially because if you look at last year's Masters, if Tiger didn't win that, yeah, normal viewership, if that. Like, it's just a normal Masters. There's hype around it, but it, if you got Tiger Woods in contention and then wins it, double, triple, quadruple. I still, I still wonder how the viewership compared to last year's Masters for this. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at all the viewer because, you know, we saw the tweets. Justin Verlander... Jonathan Stewart, who I don't even know if any of the listeners right now are going to know who Jonathan Stewart is. Yeah. Jonathan Stewart's watching golf. Yeah, it, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Like, the list will go on. And those are just the ones they showed. Yeah. Like, it. it's just crazy. Cause this, But at the end of the day, this was so good for golf. Like, you know, whether or not the PGA Tour capitalizes on it, just like from a... Like, just, like, thinking about golf in general, you know, it, it helps a lot. Like, that was entertaining. It Golf has already started to move a little bit from, like, boomers to a little more entertaining because of the young guys. Yeah. It's just great. Today was great for golf. And last week was great for golf, too, but this was, like, ten times better. Yeah. I mean, I my takeaway was just kind of, as I already said, it was, it was a good start. Like, obviously, today was a ton of fun. They just need to keep yeah. this momentum going. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I think that's uh, pretty sufficient for our conversation and match, unless you have anything final you want to add. Um, I mean, you know, I think it's just kind of wait and see right now. I, you know, I, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. Obviously today and last week has helped a lot just from like a golf fan's perspective like you know is no fans gonna affect viewership if there were other sports on the answer is yeah but since there's no sports on it's probably everything's gonna be okay i feel like you're taking a very small picture view at this i think one of the bigger things that we kind of missed about today is it showed the differences between like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, who are very good amateur golfers, to like some of the better golfers in the world, it just it shows how difficult it is. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, it's not that tough to be a golfer. Like, Caleb Press Presley or whatever his yeah, name is from yeah. Barstool, who oh just decided he wants to go pro. And it, he's remind, played golf like what once? I, I think it was once. Yeah. I mean, like, 
any golf fan will look at that guy and be like, you're stupid. If you were in Barstool, you are an idiot. No one's going to watch you or respect you. Yeah, I just think I just think that like an event like this did a great job at just displaying how difficult it is to be a professional golfer. Like yeah. Peyton Manning is a great athlete, plays a ton of golf, but he's still not even on the same planet yeah. as Tiger Woods and and Phil and Tiger are old. Yeah. You know, like I mean, so is Peyton. But like No, that's my point. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like when they when they have like Steph Curry or Tony Romo on like the Corn Ferry tour or PGA tour, like that's their goal is like usually to kind of bring more attention or yeah. if they play badly showcase how how difficult professional golf is. Yeah. But I that just hasn't been as successful cuz nobody cares. Yeah. And also like condition like you know Tony Romo shooting five over in a PGA Tour round is actually kind of impressive like in a pro am we can get into that that's a whole different thing but I'm just saying like you I, know I am very unimpressed by that but I but it it's like your average golfer is gonna see that and be like oh you only shot five over like that's fine Tony Romo's also trying to be a professional golfer exactly it's, it's totally different it's like but People just don't realize how hard golf is, and I feel like it, the last year, and especially the last few months, it's been coming full force. Like, you know, Matthew Wolf, Victor, like these guys are the next guys, and they're they're not struggling, but like, you know, it, they're not struggling at all. No, but Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland both have tour wins. Callan Morikawa should. You have to have four straight days of above-average golf. And for those guys, that's not hard. Or, you know, it's not as impressive. But, like, if I put you on a course, if I put myself on a course four straight days, you're, you're giving me a smirk. Are you going to shoot under 10 over? Under 10 over? Combined on a PGA Tour level? Yes. What? 100%. Really? Yeah. So if I throw you in this Charles Schwab Invitational... What are you shooting? See, that's difficult. The only reason that's difficult is because I haven't played as much as I usually do just because of this quarantine. Okay. Like, usually by this point in the summer, I'm playing every day. Um, but if if circumstances were normal and I hadn't necessarily been or taken a month off golf and I knew, like, a couple weeks in advance that I was going to play in a PGA Tour event, over four days... I mean, it all depends on the course and the conditions, but I think most courses I could limit it to, like, five over. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say five under. No, five over, over four days total. Like, total, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, one over a day. Yeah. But you're you're struggling. I mean, like, you're not comfortable. Like, I... Yeah. I don't know. I, I this, think... This conversation's gotten weird. This is, it's, it's off topic, but... I mean, I can't use myself as a comparison. Yeah, I, no, we are not comparable golfers. I just keep doing this. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. There are so many young golfers right now that are so good on anywhere in all of America, all over the world. Yeah. Are you saying more it's like getting that opportunity? Because getting that opportunity is getting very Getting the opportunity hard is too. very difficult. I feel like this is such a long... I have so many like long opinions on this conversation. I just don't think this is the right platform. <laughs> yeah, no, for we're it. talking about the match. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just uh, I think back to what we were talking about. Just the PGA Tour, like things like this, just help average fans gain respect for professional golfers. Yeah, because it highlighted the difference between it was it was there. Tom Brady, who is considered an above average golfer, but he is just light years away from. Yeah. Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson, even at this point in their careers, they're like they're not at the top of their game. Yeah, so. and yeah, especially Phil and Tiger, you don't even know how much they're playing right now, too. And yeah, the, the I mean, conditions. I'm, if the conditions were pristine today, I'm sure. Cause like I watched Tiger today, and it's like he he did good enough, but it's not kind of what you would think. Well, I just think due to the conditions, like and how much wind there was, some of the things they did went so like underappreciated yeah like, for yeah. example that one shot um it might have been around hole 15 or something i don't know the holes out there very well but do you remember that one shot phil was kind of hitting this 
like low flighted shot into the green and he's like that needs to skip and check yep and right as he said that it's skipped and checked yeah like and i think justin thomas said like you don't know how difficult of a shot that is yeah like it was just things like that like to the common viewer that didn't look that impressive but just given the conditions some of the stuff they were doing was so impressive out there yeah like I mean, Tom putting off the green, not being able to get anything going. And then you put Peyton in a short game opportunity compared to Filler Tiger. Filler Tiger's putting it within five feet. Yeah. And these guys are either off the green, short. Because golf is, like, so different where it's, like, if if Tiger – I'm trying to, like, think of a specific, but if Tom left a putt short where he was off the green – Tigers, if he made that mistake, he's making the next putt. Yeah. So Real, one one final thing that I thought was hysterical. Um, can we talk about? So there was one point Tom's Tom's trying to putt off the green, and I think Barkley was like, "Yeah, he's probably gonna blow it by because he's left all these short." And oh, Phil yeah. just told him to hit it hard. Yeah. And he hit it with like perfect speed and Justin Thomas just comes in and he goes, Good call, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so fucking funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Those two just kinda went at each other as amazing. I hope they do something about both of them sometime in the future. I don't know. They won't. Well, I think we should cut it off there for tonight. Um we have a big podcast coming out next. Wednesday. Yeah. Wh- I'm going to change the times. Or Thursday. We'll do Thursday. Yeah, we're going to change All our right. schedule to Monday, Thursday rather than Monday, Friday. But we're not going to give away who it is. We're just going to tell you it is our first PGA Tour player. Yeah. So we're very excited. Cool, yeah. I mean. Uh, we have already recorded it, but we're very excited for you guys to listen to it. It was yeah, just you guys will love it. a lot yeah. of fun, super insightful. And it was funny. And kind of – it was great because it was like a, you know – golf how intense golf is how hard it is to be on the tour and then also like kind of the lighter side yeah and the perks you can get kind of so look out for that on our social media and make sure you leave us a rating and dm us if you do yeah i mean enjoy and uh enjoy next week's one this week's one (laughs) weird ending but goodbye (laughs) (laughs)